today's staff is that Chavzayin Babakama. If again we learn Prachinu Kol Beis Yisrael and Sumat Sarva Shivya. The end, the last word in the uh, in the second line on the page. The case was where uh, somebody had thrown a baby off a roof, um, and uh, somebody else came below and before the baby hit the ground, took a sword and killed the baby. So we said that Morris said yesterday that um, <laughs> that he's Potter, the the guy with the uh, sword is Potter. Why? Uh, well, he said it's not really it depends on the machlokas between if, if it wasn't the baby, if it was let's say a piece of glass or a kitchenware or some china, and the guy below broke it with a bat, <laughs> so he could say he's putter because what he broke was a broken item. It was gonna it was in another second it was gonna hit the ground anyway. In the case of a baby being thrown down and then being uh, knifed or with a sword or whatever uh, by the guy below, he said it's machlokas rebuter and the rabbanan. Because if uh, 10 people kill a guy, according to the Rabbanan, you're, they're all potter because you don't know who killed them. Everybody contributed to him. So not one person didn't, you didn't kill the whole person, you killed partial. Whereas the says, then says the last guy killed him because he finished him off. So according to Rabbanan Seir, in the case of the baby, he'd be chayev. So he said that's a, so, right. Let's say the baby was thrown off from the roof, and then it wasn't killed uh, by a person holding a knife or a sword, but rather a shore came and finished off the baby, killed the baby with his uh, with his horn, killed the baby. What do you say there? When we talk about Kofar, we learned that if a, a shore mu'ed, or according to Tarfan, even a shore tam, who killed, uh, who killed a person, uh, if he killed the person, a short muay pays the full amount. That's he pays the value. That's called kofer. So he said, according to Rabbi Yosei he pays uh, half kofer. Uh, Tom pays half kofer. And Rabbi extrapolated from that that even wherever it was, he paid the full amount, the kofer. But how do you how do you assess the kofer? He paid the person who was killed what he was worth on the market. No, you pay what the, the kofers ransom. He's ransoming his own body out. The, the, the owner of the animal, he has to ransom himself. So you pay the value of the mazik. So in this case, where a baby was thrown down and was about to hit the ground and die, and a shore came and killed the baby, and a baby is a person, whether he's a day old or 100 years old, uh, so the shore should be so the owner of the shore should be high to pay kofer. However, what's the value of the baby? Nothing, because the baby is about to die anyway. So therefore, if you say that he paid the value of the kofer is the maid nizik, say the maid nizik you pay, it pays nothing because what what would you pay? The nizik isn't worth anything. The baby's not worth anything. If you paid the maid masik, then you would pay. So here we said if um, somebody threw out threw a baby down from the roof and a shore came and killed the baby before it hit the ground. If you say that you go according to the domain masik, what the masik is worth, so whatever the owner of the shore, whatever he's worth, that's he would pay over to the family of the baby. No, if you say, but, no, no, that's not how you look at it. You look at what he's worth now on the market. And and in this case, where he's dead. So if, if you pay, the kofer is the domain masik, yes. When you pay nezik, you do look at that. When you pay nezik, when you damage a person, 
or when, uh, let's say, uh, uh, you if, if you if you would pay the domain Nizik the one if you pay the domain Nizik then what is he worth on the market? The, the simple case of Nizik is you pay what are they worth on the market? That if you sold them as a slave, what would their what would their value be? Um, uh, there are cases where future earnings or what he's worth or what the person's worth. Let's say he's a diamond cutter or he's got some special he's got some specialty or he's a brain surgeon or something like that. Yeah, he's worth more on the market than a regular guy. Yeah. But over here, we're saying, what is the Nizik worth? In this case, the Nizik is a baby and he's really dead because he's killing the person who's basically dead already. So since he since the shore killed, yes, if you know, if you went and you killed somebody and there was no case of uh, Misa against you, whatever that you could say, Mezik is what that person is worth, what his earnings are worth, what he's worth on the market because he could uh, he could do brain surgery versus a person who's a simple laborer. Yeah, there you would say that. But over here, we're talking about the Kofar, and you're talking about the value of the of the Nizik, and he's already dead. According, basically, he's already he's going to be dead in a second anyway. So there, you wouldn't have to pay anything if he wouldn't have to pay Kofar. I mean, the shore would still you'd still have to pay. You know, let's say the value of whatever the baby would be worth. What would somebody pay for that baby? Let's say, right? But for baby that you might be able to pay that that would that's not Kofar. That's really Nizik. That's really Nizik. So here, that, that's the question that's raised over here. The guy who threw him down from the roof, he would be the one who really killed him, right? Effectively killed him because he wasn't, he was going to, he was going to, so he could, that whoever threw him down would be responsible to pay maybe the main Nezek, uh, or if he's not killed already for, for murder, whatever it, whatever it is. If it was an accident, uh, whatever it was, either he's, either he's down the Misa if he was committed murder, or if he knocked him over by accident, it was an accident, he still have to pay the main essay. But in terms of the kofer that the shore owner of the shore would have to pay, that depends if you pay by go by the massacre or by the main essay. Yeah. So why would the owner of the shore have to pay kofer at all? If the baby's already dead. Right, then he wouldn't have to pay. If you say that you go if according to the... According to, if you go according to the measure, he, right. he wouldn't have to pay kofer at all. Okay, but, but, the, but the shore finished him off. Like we were going to say, if the shore finished him off, the shore is one actually who finished but him off. You'd have to pay. Yeah, right. So that's right. So that's that's exactly the question. If the shore came and and killed him, he was about to die anyway. Do you pay Mainizik or do you pay Masik? That's exactly the question. You know, why should he pay anything? But because because the fact is that the shore killed him. So if the shore killed him, there's an Indian of Kofer. Kofer is not. It's not like the value of the person necessarily. If you say it's the value of the Nizik, right? So then it's not worth anything. It's the value of the Masik. It's a. Uh, it's it's like his. Uh, he's ransoming his body. You know, the owner. The owner. What is what is the owner paying for? If it's the main Masik, what is he, he paying for? Should have been killed. So instead of being killed, he's yeah, kofer. yeah. That's the kofer. That's that's that's, that's the concept of kofer. That it's not like a reason you're paying actually Nizik. That's what uh, that's what Moshe asked. You're paying Nizik. You're paying what the guy is worth. We're not looking at what the guy is worth. You're paying. Uh, a kofer, like a ransom to ransom you from God that, you know, you shouldn't be responsible. Is, is the shore this guy? The shore would be killed. Yeah, the shore would be killed because the shore would kill the person. Right, right. The shore would still be killed, presumably. Yeah, yeah. The shore would still be killed. Yeah. The same way that Rabbi Yudav says that the last guy killed him. According to Rabbi if you threw a baby down, another guy took a sword and killed him. The, the, the last the last guy would be Chayav Misa for that, right? Chayav Misa, because he actually because he's the one who finished him up. Kirav Misa, so he killed him a second before he would have died anyway. Let's say 
So you're a Kirmisoso. So here you could say the same thing. The shore killed him a second before he would have died. But if you only paid the main Nizik, in terms of the value of the person at that point, not worth much because he's about to die anyway. Yeah, so Linyan Kofel, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kofel, Rashi says, but Mazik Shamina, Misham Kofel, Abel Rabbanan, if you're in Nizak, he's not worth anything right now. So if you pay what he's worth right now, he's not worth anything and you wouldn't have to pay at all. You wouldn't have to pay Kofel. In other words, if you have. Yeah, guys. I think Trefa is uh, is physical, meaning if he's if he's about to if you know that he has a wound that's terminal, not a sickness because okay, a sickness yeah, a sickness no in general Trefa is a wound that's terminal, not a Trefa like a guy who's let's say he has uh, say somebody has a ter terminal cancer, because there's, there's miraculous recoveries. No, no, yeah, I, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Ten guys who were right. And and the seventh guy made him a trefa, then the other guy then right. We have to pay. Here we're talking about where there is it's not a trefa per se. All right, good point. All right. So um Omar here's a real funny case. Nafamaroshagag, a man fell off, a man apparently was naked, and maybe he was taking a shower on the roof and he was washing up, and he fell down what's called in a Rashi says in a Ruach Matsui. In other words, it wasn't an abnormal wind. It just he, he, something happened and he got blown over and uh, he fell down off the roof and he should have anticipated that he could fall down. So it's what we call Karavlamesid, Veniska Baisha. And when he fell down, he got inserted into a woman. Basically, he fell on top of a woman and had a deal with her against his, well, he didn't plan on doing it. He just fell off the roof and that happened. She apparently was taking a bath at the same time downstairs. <laughs> So Chayvdal Farm, you have to pay the four things. What are the four things? So we'll see. We're going to explain what they are in a minute. Let's say it was his sister-in-law. His brother had just died. He was upstairs taking a shower because he didn't want to show up, but else he was taking a shower. He was in Shiva. So his brother had just died with no children, and he was upstairs taking a shower. Now, what's the halacha by Yavama? Yavama, how do you complete Yavama? By having deal with her, consummating. So here, let's say that woman was his sister-in-law. He wouldn't be calling her. Why? Because he had no intention for being there at all. He just fell off the roof. He have to fell off the roof. He just fell off the roof and he fell into her. Now, don't ask me about erections. It's possible even if there's just a sheik and saber, that's good enough. We're not going into that, that detail. But whatever it was, he fell on top of her. And there was, uh, effectively, there was what you call coitus. There was something there. They did, the Avarim did touch, the genitals touch. So he's not going to the Avamo because he had no intention for being, even though we say, in the beginning of the sixth parak in, in Yavamas, we learned that Yakon of Yavama, whether it was Bishoge, Bemezid, Baonis, Baratsam, but at least he had he had intention for B, maybe it was some other woman, and but my mistake, he had this woman. But here he didn't know he had no intention for B at all. So this is a case where Reuben died, had beer with his wife. Obviously, he had been married to her, and Shimon fell off the roof and had beer with her, but it doesn't count. And then Levi could actually perform even on the same woman in that case. Okay. But what are the four things you're high for? Nezek You're not high for embarrassing her unless there was an intention to do damage. So over here, he's high for Nezek because we said, I didn't we say yesterday that you're not high from the Dalvarum if you didn't do it on purpose? Well, this again, Mashi says, is Karov Lamezid. It's almost like purpose because you should have anticipated that you could fall off the roof. It wasn't an abnormal, it wasn't like a, all of a sudden a tornado came. So therefore, you are high for the Dalvarim 
Until you have kavana, you have kavana. Now kavana doesn't mean to embarrass her necessarily, but kavana leads to do damage. Remember, another another case. You follow from from in an abnormal wind. In other words, it was a tornado, let's say a tornado, a hurricane, a big strong wind came. He couldn't have anticipated it. and he embarrassed somebody. He hit somebody and he fell on somebody. Embarrassed and he embarrassed them. He's high for the nezek. Because again, since over here was a total accident, he didn't it wasn't amazing. It wasn't even Korov amazing. It wasn't even Korov amazing. He just, you know, he just uh, couldn't have anticipated it. All of a sudden, he was on the roof and a big wind came along, tornado knocked him down. Now, so there, he's high of, uh, only on Nezek, only on the damage. And Nezek means what damage did I do? If they were before a brain surgeon and now they get, he broke his hand permanently, he can't perform, and now he could just be a watchman, so you'd have to pay for that depreciation. That's what Nesek is. It's like pas. It's like how much has he been devalued now? right? And he's potter from those things because he didn't do intentionally. But if it was a normal wind, should have anticipated. That's already car of amazing, and therefore he's like he did damage. You buy any embarrassed So there you're chayiv on the fourth things. Right. Um, so there, so he's like he's potter on the dal bar entirely. If it was an abnormal wind, a tornado, then he's potter. He only has to pay depreciation. He has to pay for tsari uh, for and boshes. If it was a wind that he could have anticipated, it, he could he could have anticipated. Uh, he, he should have anticipated it. Then he's higher for the four things too, but not boshes. Nezik tsari but not boshes because. He had no intention at all even to hurt her, right? He had no intention. But if on his way down off the roof, on his way down, he realized that he might hit the ground directly and he instead tried to turn around so he could hit, she, he should hit her so she should break his fall or him for that matter. It doesn't be her. Uh, we're not talking about the case of B. We're talking about where he just fell in the Sabbath. Then he's high of Boshes. Then he's even high from embarrassing, even though he didn't intend to embarrass the person, but he did intend to use that person, right, to break his fall. The time of Mashmashemer when when a uh, two men are fighting, and then the wife of one of them takes her hand and sends her hand to try to protect her husband. Any of don't we know that she grabbed a hold of the other person, the the the, husband, the husband's enemy. As soon as she had intention to do damage, even though she had no intention to embarrass him, he still have to pay because that's where the inyan of Boshes is mentioned that you have to learn Reposhevus of Boshes from there. So the idea here is that you're only you're chayev on the five things where you had intention to do damage. If you had no intention at all to to hurt this person, uh, you didn't have any intention at all. And if it's your fault, it's car of Lamaison, you have to pay Nezixar, Ripui, and Shevas. If you had intention to fall on this person, right, after when you even when you fell down, you should have anticipated, and then you tried to use that person to break your fall, even though you had no intention to embarrass him, but you had intention to uh, to use him and to and, you know to benefit from him, then you have to pay for Boshes as well, all five things. And so in a regular case where two people are fighting, so then obviously you have to pay all, all five things. Or if you damaged him, you know, uh, with you know with some intent. If you had no intent at all, then you only have to pay for an Ezek, not for uh not for uh, the other four. Amarava. 
Yomarab, another thing Rabbi said, all these things are members of Rabbi since uh, yes, the top of yesterday's on the face. Let's say you left a hot coal on somebody's chest. Umes and that person died, and the person could have just taken the, the coal off and removed it. So he died, he didn't potter because the person, the victim, should have just removed the coal. Albigdo, let's say you put the hot coal on his clothing, not where it hurt the person, just you burned his clothing, but it's from the clothing burned up. You have to pay. I see so you say, why didn't the person remove it? Because he could say, I don't care. He already burnt it. I'll let him burn it. I'll go, I'll uh, I'll uh, claim in court that he should pay for me, that he should pay for the shirt. But if he killed the person with it, and the person could have removed it. He basically, he let himself die. We learn both these things in Bryce's. Alibo, the first one, that if you put a coal on a person's chest, it's not, if you forced him, you pressed him down into a fire. In other words, you trapped the person in a fire or into the water. You didn't let him out. You killed him. You can't get out of there. If you killed him, that's direct, direct death. Let's say you pushed him into a fire or into the water. You could have gotten out. You pushed him in, but he could have gotten out of May's potter because obviously you shouldn't do that, potter of a lesser, but you're potter because the person could have saved himself. He has a, he's, a, he's a bardas. He should have walked away. Big though, if you if you burn his clothes, how do you know? He says, cross, Ksusi, tear my shirt. Tear, he's the guy says, tear my shirt. Or Shabera's Kadi, or break my jug. Chayev. You chayev to pay. Why? Because uh, you say, but he told me to do it. I said, he told me, he says, listen, I said, go ahead and do it and pay me for it. I don't care. If you want to you want to break the jug, break, you, you know, you're, you're welcome to break it and pay for it. Let's say the guy said, the owner of the jug said, I'm a nas liftor. Break it, and you don't have to pay for it. Then Potter. Boy, Rabbi, what happens if you left the coal on the chest of your Evet? You have an Epiknani, and the guy died. What would you say there? Is it the Evet's fault for not removing it, or is it the is it the uh, damager's fault, and uh, you have to pay 30 shekels? Fine, somehow. Kagufadami, is he like the owner of the, like, he's like the body of the owner? Oh, Kimona, or is it like his asset? Like his uh, his uh, his assets, his money, like the case of the shirt. In gufo dummy. If you say it's like his goof that the Evid should have removed the coal, and therefore when he died, it's the owner's tough luck. What about Shoroma? What about his short? You put it on a shore and he died. Out of after he asked the question, right? After he raised this question, Robert had all these cases that he mentioned, but this one he had a question. He himself was posher. He decided the question. Evid is a human being. Despite everything, he's a human being, and therefore, if he, he should have removed the coal, if he didn't remove the coal, he contributed to his own death. And so, as sure though, doesn't have a, doesn't have seichel. We saw the other day with the uh, goat next to the burnt down the uh, gadish. The goat doesn't have the brains to leave. So, even if you didn't tie him down, you're responsible for that. Same over here, shore is like your like your money. If you left the shore or that the shore doesn't have the brains necessarily to knock the coal off, and therefore, if he died, it's the it's the attacker's fault. Alnach gates that a regal that ends the second parak. A famous parak, one of the first Gemara's I think you know, we learned as kids. A person's walking along, and he was tired, and he put his jug down in the street. And we'll see it was common to do that. We're not talking about a person built a board in the middle of the street, which is obviously going to do damage. Still, you know, he he did something which was considered half normal. You're tired, you put your, your gut down, but still, it is an obstacle in the Rosh Hashanah, so it's like a bore. Another guy came and stumbled on it. The shover and broke it. Butter. The stumbler is uh, is not responsible to pay because it was sitting there in Rosh Hashanah. 
What was he? He, he didn't notice it. Or whatever. We'll see. He didn't notice it and he broke it. If he got damaged by it himself, he tripped on it, he fell, broke his knee, broke something or whatever. The owner of the chavis of the jug has to pay for it. So here they, first the Gemara deals with the nomenclature. What do you mean? They said you left your jug, a kind is a jug, a chavis is a barrel. Basically, they're the same terminology. Kind is usually smaller and a chavis is bigger, but they're both receptacles for liquids. So, the first question is, so we understand the mission. The mission says, you know, you left it there. You said a guy tripped on it. Uh, a guy tripped on it and he broke it. The guy who tripped on it is Potter. And if he got hurt by it, the owner of the uh, cod has to pay for it, even if he was, even if he was mafkarit, because it's a borb. It's effectively a stumbling block in Rosh Hashanah. It's a borb Rosh Hashanah. But first, why does the mission start up with cod and end with chavis? What are we talking about? A jug or a bear? It doesn't really make any difference. We also one guy's coming along, one guy's walking with Shasarabim with his barrel, and one guy comes along with his beam. They're walking in towards each other. They're both allowed to. That's what Shasarabim is for, for transporting goods and goods and serve, goods and people, etc. And you and the guy came along with his beam. The beam broke the guy's barrel. He's putter. From being why? Because I had the right to walk around with my beam there. You had the right to walk with your barrel, butter. But here the problem is, it says Sebabachavita Grosso, and then it says Nishbrakado. So here Pasabachavis, you start off with the word Chavis, and you end up with Kad. What are you talking about? A big barrel, a little barrel. Tanami, you saw another one. One guy came along, one guy's walking along with this barrel of wine. One's going along with a barrel of honey. And the barrel of honey, the honey per liter costs a lot more than the wine. And the oh, the uh, the barrel of uh, honey broke, cracked, and uh, he was about to lose all his chavis. But Shavuot said, "Yeah, I know." And the owner of the barrel of the wine dumped out his wine. He saw Sadash and saved the honey from going back because he was sort of like morning to He saw Sadash and he used this barrel for the wine. Eino ella scharo. Now you might say, now what happened? The owner of the barrel of wine says, "Listen, first of all, pay me for my wine." I dumped out the wine to save yours. All he's entitled to is 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 um his his workmanship, meaning his his uh his hours that he worked and he, he worked on behalf of this guy, Kishar Paul. He's not entitled to the wine, right? Because he did that on his own and there was no agreement made in advance. Okay, that's the halach over there. But they here also is possibly You talked about uh a guy came with his barrel of wine, mm-hmm. and then you say. And he say, So again, <clears throat> you talked about the the bear, the jug of of uh, of dvash of honey, and then you say the barrel of honey broke. So again, here you're also using this two different words. Uh, again, puzzle like you started off by talking about a jug, and you find out it's covered with a barrel. So what's going on over here? Why are you using the words interchangeably? <clears throat> The, yes, in general, Khan is a smaller one, a is a big one, but the idea is that they're both both uh, both can refer to the same item. Some people call it a kad, some people call it a chavis. If I tell you I'm gonna sell you a chavis and I give you a kad, fine. I so I delivered. Kad and chavis are in you know, it's more so way, but let's let's understand. If you're talking about a city where nobody calls a kad a chavis and they don't call a chavis a kad. A chavis is a big barrel, and a kad is a small barrel, or a jug. Hello, Carla, you didn't call that, so what are you talking about? If I sold you a chavis, and I give you a kad, and everybody knows a chavis, a chavis, and a kad is a kad, they're not one of the same, how do I get away with this? 
Most people call a kara kara and a chavis a chavis. Some people don't are not makbit. Some people call a big barrel a jug and a small uh, a jug will call it a barrel. Not the same as a basar. Let's go basar. We have a klal. I we say acharav mahatos. That when it comes to iser, when it comes to piskei din, when it comes to when it comes to commerce, we don't go by that. So therefore. If I tell you I'm selling you a barrel and I give you a small jug, some people call use it the same way. They call them both jugs. And it's okay. Rashi brings down another case, a famous case we'll see later on too, where I sell you a shore. And it turns out that the shore is a goring shore. It causes a lot of damage. And, uh, you know, and you say, listen, that's not what I want. I didn't want one. I'm going to, you know, so he says, no. Uh, how, how am I going to use this shore on my fields for farming and for plowing? It's going to constantly damage the other animals. It's a, it's a wild shore. I don't want that. It's a mistake. Is no. I thought you bought it for meat. I thought you were going to shecht and use it for meat, where it didn't make any difference if it's a shore or not. So unless you specified it, you don't go bust a row. A shore is a shore. You didn't say you didn't say shore the harisha. You said shore. Okay, you don't go bust a row. Even mo- most animals are sold for harisha. For most of cows, most bulls, whatever, are sold for that. Some are sold for shkita. So and you don't go basarov when it comes to money matters. This we say go basarov is only for Isr or for Piskelocha. So he said, you put your guy dumped his his uh, jug in the Rishasarab. Another guy came and stumbled on it and broke your pot. Am I pot why you pot? People are leaving a basil. Why didn't you look where you were going? Why didn't you look where you were going? We're not talking about a case where a guy built a bore in Rishasarab, an obvious obstacle. The guy was walking along and he put down his jug for a minute. He was tired. What's the big deal? Why didn't you look where you were going? Why don't we say that? So we have several answers. I'm the name of They said the whole Rishas Ram was full of barrels. There was no other right place to walk. The whole thing was full of the whole place was full of barrels or cotton, whatever you want to call them, right? And therefore there was no you couldn't say why didn't you look where you were going? There was no other place to walk. Shmulam Rabbi was dark. It's dark, that's why it wasn't his fault. It was dark, I couldn't see it. Rabbi Yachram returns up, it's right at a corner. Right at a corner, as you walk, you know, turn the, you, you, you turn the right, right face or left face or whatever, and you, uh, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't see it in advance. The Mishnah comes out better like Shmuel or Rabbi Yochanan. Shmuel says it was dark, Rabbi Yochanan says you couldn't see because it was a corner. Dikarab, you say like Rav, what, that the whole place was full of barrels. Meyer Niska, why do you say he stumbled? I feel a shover, even if he broke it on purpose. He said there's no other place to walk. I feel a shover, even if he broke it intentionally. He should also be broke. Baratzan, Yachar Chuzik, Baratzan, also brought their Balachavas. That's going on the next tomorrow, excuse me. Uh, I'm reading Rashi on the next tomorrow. So, Dikar, Meyer Niska, I feel a shover, Nami. I'm Rabbi Subishvet Rabbin, who had then I feel a shover. The truth is that even if he broke it in our Mishnah on purpose, also it would be Potter. The reason he said Niska that he stumbled on it, I need to buy Mr. Safe, but my safe's gonna say, that if the stumbling person got damaged, the owner of the Chavis effectively left the bore there, left an obstacle, I have to pay the Dafka Niska Dafka there if he stumbled, if he stumbled, if the guy walking, the the person who got hurt. Uh, uh, the uh, you know the in this case the plaintiff right he'd be claiming from the owner of the chavis uh, if he uh, stumbled on it and got hurt then the owner has to pay for his damages 
So we say over there, the dafke nisga dafke. If he stumbled, avol shavar lo. But if he broke it on purpose, lo my time. If a man's walking along and he broke the barrel on purpose and then he got hurt by it, then the owner of the barrel doesn't have to pay. He says, "Why did you break it? You, you, you didn't kick it correctly." That's what Rashi is going on. He got hurt by the shards or the pieces. That's why the Mishnah said that. So the truth is, he says, Rapapa wanted to say that a Mishnah comes out either like Shmuel or Gabelchan, because if it was like Rav, the whole place was full of barrels. So of course, even if you broke it, also you should be you should be putter from paying for it. You should be putter from paying for it because you had no other place to walk. Um, and Rabbi Zvitz says, no, the truth is, even if you, the Mishnah was also speaking, maybe broken on purpose, he'd be putter. The reason he said, Nisko, that he stumbled on it, that he didn't it first, is because the Sefer says, if he got hurt, then the owner of the barrel has to pay for his damages. That's Dafka if he stumbled. But if he broke it on purpose, if he broke it on purpose, it could be that he's putter from the guy who was, got hurt, is putter from paying for the barrels because he had no other place to walk. And therefore, he could have break it on purpose. But if he broke it on purpose, he can't claim that he broke his foot or cut his foot by it because he hurt himself. So my my time. Who does say so? Tani Reisha also needs go. But the truth is, even if he broke it on purpose, it's possible. So you can see the mission in several ways. Normally, Rabba, Rabashi, Yochum, remember this: is what they said in our Shomish Meik Rabula or Galoi. Okay. So what happened here was this. He's answering a different way. The first question we raised at the top of this page was what? If you got, if you, if a person came along and, and stumbled on it, the stumbler and broke these potters. So the question was, why didn't you look where you're walking? So one answer is, Rob says, well, the whole place was full of barrels. There's no other, no options. Shmuel says it was dark. Rabbi Elkin says it was at a corner. They couldn't see it. Okay. And Eretz Yisrael, they asked this question. They said, you know why you're potter? Because people don't always look where they're going. It's not their job to look down. You're looking up. You, you know, you're, you're walking along. You don't always see what's on the ground. So therefore, if he broke it, he broke the thing on the floor. Not my fault. You left it on the floor. It's not my fault. And if I'm puzzled. However, there was a story like this in our dog. And Shmuel made the stumbler pay. And Rabba made him pay there. Shmuel holds like what he said. He said, what's the reason why you're putter, the stumbler? Why is the stumbler putter from breaking the item in Rosh Hashanah? Because it was dark. <laughs> in other words, number one, he's putter because it was dark. But if it was light, he would have to be, he would be responsible for it. So in other words, Shmuel says, our mission speak about where it's dark. He couldn't see it. Therefore, the stumbler is putter from breaking it. And if he got damaged by it, uh, the owner of the barrel would have to pay. So Shmuel says, oh, it's because it was dark. Therefore, Shmuel said in, in that dog, when it was a story like this, Shmuel says, no, the, the stumbler has to pay for it. He should have seen where he was going. It was light there. Shmuel's always said, Shmuel says, I'm just speaking about where it's dark. You couldn't see it. Does he also like Shmuel? That really, the stumbler should have looked where he's going, except it was dark, it was a corner. So I'm going to pop a note. Kind of the answer up here was, it was a corner next to a base of bad, next to a, an oil press. The reason over there is because he should look where you're going. In other words, some cases we said in Aristotle, they said it's not that they're looking wrong. However, there are cases where even though it's Rishis Rabman, people have Rishis to put their stuff down over there. It's a normal place where people rest. It's a market. People put things down. Here, since it was a, next to a wine press or, or an olive press, uh, it was normal for people to put their barrels there, their jugs there, because they're going to fill them up and take them home. 
So Karnasa with the Kilim Shuskov, he probably should look where he was going, and therefore if he broke it, he has to pay. And that's what that's why the Shmuel, the, the guy who stumbled on it, should pay for it because he should look where he was going. Shachar of Chislov Nachman, Ari Amru said like this. We talking about Boshes. We talked on Amin Alf about Boshes, even though it's the Atheric. He says that he, he, we have we have this problem here. If you kick somebody with your knee, there was a cloud that they the minute the Rashi says that they would uh, give a knas. If you kick somebody with your knee, you embarrass them by kicking him with his knee, and you pay three uh, let's say three dollars, okay. Uh, three sellers, the boshes, the fish, the boshes, maximum in other words, if you hit him with your hand or something, you slap with your hand, that's not, that's a little bit of a shame. But if you kick, if you hit him with the knee, that's a bigger embarrassment. And they they made you pay $3, let's say. If you kick him with your foot, right, then you pay five. It's even a bigger boshes because you kicked him with your foot. Sanukaris, Rashi says, is you hit him with the saddle of the donkey. You hit him with the saddle, the saddle of the donkey. You pay $13, $13. The panda de Mara, if you hit him with the handle of a hoe, or the blade of the of the, uh, of the the hoe, my, what do you pay there? That's what Rav Chista said to Rav Nach. So, my, what do you pay there? What are you talking about? You're correcting knas? These are knasos. In bubble, there are no knasos because the rabbis aren't musmachim there. So he says, Chista, Chista, what are you collecting in Knast? Emily Gufdu, tell me really what's going on over here. It can't be that they took him to court. You tell me in court, you pay three, five, 13, whatever. What do you pay if you hit him with the handle of the hoe or the uh, blade of the hoe? What do you pay? What are you talking about? You're not getting over there. There's no Knast in bubble. How, how are you talking about this? Tell me really what happened. Shalach he told him, he sent him the following halacha. It's, it's, it's the following story, which leads us into a new topic. Dahu said the betray. First problem is partnerships. <laughs> Whenever there's a partnerships, you guarantee there's going to be fights. So these two guys owned a well. Two betray was like Gagusa was a, a well of water that was owned by two people. They took turns. Sunday, Ruvain, Monday, Shimon. Tuesday, Ruvain, Wednesday, Shimon. They took turns. Wrong water. One guy came. And he took water on the day that it wasn't his turn. He wasn't entitled to it. He stole the water. He says, listen, it's my day. You can't take water today. They didn't listen to him. Okay, so let's say Shimon took water on Sunday when it was Ruvain's turn. And Ruvain said, you can't take water today. It's you're stealing the water. There's not enough water. Maybe there's not enough water. It's not going to last till tomorrow, whatever. It's my day. You're not entitled. He didn't listen to him. So Ruvain took the handle of a hoe and beat him with it. So he answered him. I guess this is presumably uh, uh, this is Rav Nachman's answer to Rav Chista. Pandi let him hit him a hundred times with the handle. You could let him hit him a hundred times with that because what was his choice? He had to do it there. Don't call that embarrassment. Even if you say, are you allowed to take the law into your own hands? Right? People say generally you can't take the law into your own hands. That's the law in usual democracies. Don't take law. Just call the police. The police will, they always, they always solve the case. <laughs> so he says, even if you say, but here, what is he supposed to do? It's Sunday. It's the middle of the day. This guy's stealing the water. What's he going to do? Go wait for court? By court? By the time they get to court, it's too late. The water's all gone. He has his loss. So even if you say you can't take law into your own hands, when there's a loss involved, you could. 
you're not allowed to take the law into your hands. Person can take the law into their hands. When there's a loss, there's an immediate loss. You can't make it up. You can't wait to go to court. You can't call the police. You got to take it in. You see the guy stealing your stuff, go take it from him. When there's no loss, when there's no loss. Reputer says, there's no loss, wait to go to court. Keep the like of say the lazy will come at dinner, go before the go before the judge, go before Dinah. But not one of the other issue. A person can take law in his hands, to keep the bedino, but since he's doing the right thing, he's taking it, he's entitled to it. Well, Torah, he's not he doesn't have to he's not he's not required to bother himself and take the guy to court. The Mufarshan point out though that that's assuming that if he would go to court, he could prove his case. Now this gotta be very clear because the other guy could say, What do you mean? You took the law into your own hands, you took more than was necessary. You weren't entitled to it. But if it's a clear case where the person suffering the loss is the is the is is uh, is correct in his claim. Then he says, and that's the psak really. Since he's taking it properly, by then he's entitled to it. He doesn't have to go bother with the court. Now we're going to see a bunch of questions about this about this idea, and we're going to show that basically Allah is like Rav Nachman that a person is allowed to take the law into his own hands when he's really in the right. Let's say somebody has your item. Don't steal and don't don't uh, you know climb your way and break into his uh, yard to take it, even though it's yours. Shalobashus without without permission to enter his property. Maybe you'll appear to him like a gadam. Maybe he'll even shoot you or something, or or he'll be upset. Like why are you coming in there? Don't don't do it that way. Ella shvor shina break his teeth. But I'm going to tell him shaliyatanotel. In other words, confront him. Don't break into his house to steal to steal what's yours. You're not even safer. You shouldn't appeal to him. But rather break his teeth and you're entitled to. So what do you see over here? That you could take in your, you could take the law into your hands. So this is a Kashmir of Yura. Yura says, you're not allowed to take the law into here, you're allowed to. Amalei, Imcha. Is this really is this really Rashi lives to Pshatman Rashi? Is this you think this is right? Then Ben Bagba, who says that, he's a Shitas Yachid. He's a, 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 an opinion of an individual. And please Rabban, the Rabban argue with him. The Rabban say, you're not allowed to do that. So that's that's one one thing. Another other lashon Rashi is imchat This answer is should stay with you. It's not a good answer because Ben Bagag is an individual. The rabbis disagree. Rabbi Omar, my says no. I'll tell you which shvarshen doesn't mean confront him. But then doesn't mean confront him, break his teeth, and take your item back. It means go to court. If it means go to court, what does it mean? You say the best in is, is a there's plural. There's three at least three judges there. They should tell me boy lay. Or Shaliani Tato, Shalono Tato. Lushan should be the Omramlo, and they tell him Shalono that he's taking his own. That's what it should say. That's Takakasha. So Rabbiani's answer that it means go to court is a little bit is a little bit of a uh dohek, right? It's uh it's it's a it's a difficult answer because it doesn't really sound that way. He says. Tell him I'm taking my own item back. That doesn't sound like the court is telling him that. Therefore, uh, therefore, you see that um, uh, he, he, the proof was really that you know that uh, you're allowed to take law in your own hands. But he answered, he says that's a shita siyachid. That's not the shita of the rabbi. On tomorrow's gemara and tashma, we'll see other proofs to this question about are you allowed to take the law into your own hands when you are in the right? Doesn't mean that everybody can just go and take somebody else's things. All right, have a good day, everybody. Okay.